Let's get ready to rumble in the blue corner, weighing a hundred and something pounds. Tony, my last name is none of your business. Woo, yeah, In the other corner, weighing also a hundred and something pounds. Tony's depression. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. All right, referee Tony, you're gonna give the uh the instructions, right? Right. Okay, referee, go go away. Go ahead. All right, boys, listen up. I want a clean fight. No rabbit punches, no dick punches. And most of all, no titty twisting. I cannot exaggerate. I'm not exaggerating. No titty twisting. All right, go to your quarters and let's get ready to, to rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fight! All right, Tony comes out of his corner and, oh, what's this? He hit a, He's hitting him with a right punch. Oh, and he's going with the right, left, right, left, right, left. Oh, wait, but what's this? His depression's getting ready to kick back. Oh, my God, he's hitting him. Oh, oh, jeez, he's hitting him with bad report cards. Oh, my God, he's hitting him with expectations. Oh, my, he's beating him to the floor. Oh, oh, oh what's this? Tony's back at it again. He's hitting with right, left, right, left. Oh, oh, my God, is he going to do it? That's There's no way he's going to do it. He's gonna titty twist him. That's illegal. You can't. Oh fuck! Oh no! His depression's beating him down to the floor again. Oh my god! What's this? Tony's in the. He's he's curled up in a ball. What's this? He's starting a podcast. Oh my god! I think we found out who. <laughs> ignore that. Ignore that. That 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 never happened. I never fought depression. And plus, even if I did, I'm like ninety five percent sure he would beat. I would beat it. So uh, uh yeah. Anyways, what, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony. I am your host, Tony, and, uh, well, before we actually do get into um, whatever we're going to be doing today, uh, let me just uh, take a minute and thank you guys so much for the support. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, we've actually reached 85 plays as of this morning. Um, I'm currently recording this on the 30th of July. Um not really sure what else to say right um i think that's pretty much it keep the support up you guys keep listening um it really means a lot to me and um there's some people out speculating saying that oh he's just doing this for attention and stuff like that but no i'm i could care less about that um really um just i'm, I'm really doing this just because uh I, i'm bored out of my mind i I I don't know what to do anymore, and I thought, you know what? Why not take on this this little side project? You know, who knows uh, what it could lead to. Um, not only that, but I just I genuinely enjoy uh, entertaining people. I I genuinely enjoy um, making people laugh. You know, forget about the struggles of life and shit. But um, uh, anyways, I feel like I'm getting too sentimental. Uh, aside from that, you guys, thank you so much for the support. Keep it up. Um, Seeing as how I'm recording this at the end of the month, I know damn well that we're not going to reach 100 plays by the end of this month. But at some point, we will reach 100 plays. And when that time comes, I will uh, think of a way to thank you guys. Um, I'm still working on it, but it involves a raffle. It involves a raffle, and one of you guys get, get something special. I'm not sure what it is, and I'm pretty sure I can't afford it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, enough about that, and let's get into today's topic, guys. Um, underdogs. Now, for hundreds, well, not hundreds, decades, for decades, let's just say, for decades, underdog movies have ruled the movie industry, and each, and one, and time after time, they, they inspire people, all right? 
they inspire people, they give people confidence. But now that we reached sort of like a new era in movie making, a lot of people are kind of sick of it. You get me? And genuinely, to to be honest, I kind of am a little bit sick of seeing all these underdog movies. But um, you know, who doesn't love a good underdog story? And so, um, anyways. That's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be going over one of the most classic underdog stories of all time. One that genuinely inspired millions of people, launched the careers of several famous actors, and genuinely um, just was an instant hit. It was an amazing hit that that broke records. And I am talking about the original first Rocky movie. That's right. The original Rocky movie that was first released back in 1976. We're going all the way back then and taking a look at how a simple man became one of the world's greatest champions. You know, I mean, you hear stories about this guy and and, and they all start with the same thing, you know, from a million to one shot. This guy was a true people's champion. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at how the people's champion first came to be. Um, yeah. All right, guys, let's get into it. So before I get into, uh, our review, um, just a bit of like, bit of a, I'm explaining what we're, what exactly we're doing. Uh, for those of you newcomers, I'm gonna explain to you guys how this shenanigan goes. First, I go into a premise, then I go into the plot, and then I give it my honest opinion and give it a rating. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, you guys, and let's get in- into it. Uh, hit it! Now, for those of you wondering what you just heard, that was the intro to Rocky. Uh, that was the actual opening scene. And um, I don't know. I, I just thought it'd be a good touch, you know? Deal with it. Anyways, let's get into the premise. Uh, right. Let's do this. Now, for those of you that don't know, Rocky is a 1976 American sports drama film that was first directed by John G. Avildsen. Uh It was written by Sylvester Stallone and... Sylvester Stallone actually started it, played as Rocky. Uh, basically, it tells the rags to riches American dream story of Rocky Balboa, an uneducated, kind-hearted, working-class Italian-American boxer working as a debt collector for a loan shark in the slums of Philadelphia. Uh, Rocky, a small-time club fighter, gets a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's basically the underdog of it story that the typical underdog story i was talking about uh the film also stars tally shire's adrian burt young as adrian's brother uh polly burgess meredith as rocky's trainer mickey goldmill and carl's weather carl weathers as the reigning champion apollo creed uh now you'll come to learn that apollo just doesn't know how to shut the hell up he's always talking saying this and that this and this and that that and this and that all right the plot Let's do this. Uh, the story opens up in 1975. The heavyweight, the current heavyweight boxing world champion Apollo Creed announces plans to hold the title bout in, in Philadelphia during the upcoming United States Bicentennial. 
Uh, however, he is informed five weeks from the fight date that his scheduled opponent is unable to compete due to an injured head. Ouch. Uh, with all, the, all other potential replacements booked up or otherwise unavailable, Creed decides to spice it up by giving a local contender a chance to challenge him. <clears throat> Uh, Creed ends up selecting Rocky Balboa, a journeyman southpaw boxer who fights primarily in small gyms and works as a collector for a loan shark. Uh, Rocky meets with a promoter, George Jurgens, under the presumption that Creed is actually seeking uh, local sparring partners. Uh, reluct reluctant at first, uh, Rocky eventually agrees to fight, which will pay him $150,000. Uh, Rocky undergoes several weeks of, tra of unorthodox training, such as using sides of beef as punching bags. Uh, that's that's where the uh, that one iconic scene comes from, where he's like in the meat locker and beating the shit. Fucking, I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, beating the shit out of uh, meat bags. Um, also, uh, using like actual drinking actual the actual yolk from an egg, like breaking eggs, putting it into a cup, and actually drinking that. It's disgusting, but I I can't confirm. Whether I've tried it or not. Okay, you know what? I'm going to be honest. Yes, I've tried it. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'll just say that. It's disgusting. Uh, don't recommend it. But if you want to, go ahead. It's That's all you guys. Um, but, yeah. Uh, also, we get the iconic tra uh, training montage where he's, like, running around, doing push-ups, doing sit-ups, punching bags. Uh, speed bags and uh, climbing on top of the famous Rocky steps, where and he does his little dance up there. Uh, anyways, I'm getting too carried away. Uh, Rocky's later approached by Mickey Goldmill, a former fighter who turned trainer, who's who, whose gym Rocky frequents about training him further. Uh, Rocky, of first, he's not uh, willing to um, actually let Mickey train him, seeing as how Mickey didn't really show much interest in him. Uh, before and saw him as a wasted talent but eventually rocky says you know what yeah sure let's do this uh meanwhile rocky begins to build a romantic romantic relationship with adrian pinino who's working part-time at a, at the jnm tropical fish pet shop which is actually across uh across the street from the gym where rocky works out um long story short you get the closest thing to a uh sex scene but anyways uh, adrian's brother Polly helps rocky get a date with his sister and even offers to work as a cornerman, uh, Polly becomes jealous of his success, but Rocky later then says, "Hey, you know what? I'll let you advertise uh, the meatpacking business you work for." And yeah, that's what happens. He puts he puts like a big stamp on the back of his robe before the fight, and um, actually, in the night before the fight, uh, sleepless Rocky visits the Philadelphia Spectrum and begins to lose confidence. He confess he confesses to Adrian that he does not believe that he can win. Um, but he wants to go the distance against Creed, which no other fighter has done. That's right. He wants to do the impossible. He wants to prove himself to everyone. If he can go the distance, he just won't. He won't be just another bum from the neighborhood. You feel me? And uh, on New, the New Year's Day comes, and the fight is held with Creed making a dramatic entrance, uh, dressed as uh, George Washington, and then Uncle Sam. Uh, taking advantage of his overconfidence, Rocky knocks him down in the first round. Like the first, second, they're just doing a little circle, circles, you know, around around the ring. And then uh, Rocky just, I don't know, just bam, knocks him on the fucking floor in the first round. And it's actually the first time that Creed has ever been knocked out. Humbled and worried, Creed takes Rocky more seriously for the rest of the fight, though his ego never fully fades. The fight goes on for, for full-on 15 rounds. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a bunch. It's 15 rounds. 
just really like three or four minutes a month, a three or four minute montage of them fucking boom, 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 boom. Da, 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 da. Never mind, I'm not gonna try to sing. Um, but yeah, uh, Rocky with hits to the head and swollen eyes, and uh, he requires his eyelid to be cut in order to restore his vision. Apollo has internal bleeding and a broken rib, and he's struggling to breathe. As the fight concludes, Creed's superior skill is countered by Rocky's apparently limited ability to absorb punches and his dodge refusal to go down. The final bell rings, and both fighters are locked in each other's arms, and they promise that there will be no rematch. <laughs> After the fight, the sportscasters and the audience goes wild. Jurgens announces over the loudspeaker that the fight was the greatest exhibition of guts and stamina in the history of the ring, and Rocky just repeatedly calls out for Adrian. He's like, yo, Adrian! Yo, Adrian! And she runs down and comes into the ring as Polly distracts arena security. As Jurgen declares Creed the winner by virtue of a split decision, Adrian and Rocky embrace and profess their love for each other, not caring about the outcome of the fight. And that, my friends, is Rocky. Ooh, that's an intense buildup. That, that's how Rocky ends. In the end, Creed still wins. But, um... You know, Rocky doesn't give a crap. You know, he went the distance. You know, he was able to prove himself. He, he was able to prove to himself and to the whole world that he's just not some other bum from a neighborhood. He's a champ, bro. He he's a, he he go he can go the distance, man. That that's and that that's what really popped out to a bunch of people back in the day. You know, they saw the story of an underdog who was given a shot at the title and he went the distance. And although in the end he never he didn't win, he was still able to prove to himself and the whole world that. You know, he's got guts, you know. I, he, he ain't some bum. And that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people like this. This is why it became such an iconic movie. You get me? Um, anyways, uh, that's the plot of Rocky. It's genuinely an amazing one. I I enjoy the plot. I enjoy the acting. It's, it's amazing. And uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the moment of truth. The rating. On a scale of 1 to 10. I give Rocky a a whopping 10 out of 10. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I give it such a high rating. I give it the complete rating because it deserves it. All the Oscar nominations and how this series has come to impact on pop culture it's genuinely amazing and uh again the whole under underdog issue the whole underdog story it it genuinely and generally uh inspires me you know it's given me a lot of confidence to overcome a lot of my fears in the past and do things that i i never thought i would have done uh for example i actually had the confidence to actually uh do this podcast and uh yeah uh it's, it's really amazing um it's amazing how this plot goes and how it inspires people and how it had an impact on popular on pop culture. And uh yeah, that's that's what I gotta say for that's my personal opinion on it. Uh now uh this is sort of like the fourth segment into the episode for those of you listening. I go into a little bit of a backstory of the movie and uh well just listen. Um bit of a fun fact actually. Uh, Sylvester Stallone actually wrote the screenplay for Rocky in three and a half days. It took him three days to write this masterpiece. And shortly after, and he wrote actually after watching the championship between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Webner. Uh, that fight took place in March of 1975. 
and Weppner was actually TKO'd in the 15th round by Muhammad Ali. And uh, a lot of few people expected him to last as long as he did. But despite the fact that the match motivated Stallone to begin work on Rocky. Uh, however, he's, he's denied that Weppner provided any inspiration for the script, seen as how he went the distance with Muhammad Ali. Um, other inspirations for the film may have included the characteristics of real-life boxers Rocky Marciano and Joe Frazier. A bit of a fun fact, actually, Joe Frazier appears in the movie as a he makes a cameo appearance in the movie. Um, <clears throat> sorry, he makes a cameo appearance in the movie. Um, I think as himself. Yeah, he makes it as himself. Uh, he shows up right before the fight starts, and you know, it's just a little little uh, Easter egg right there. But uh, yeah, it's really cool, and um. <clears throat> and, uh, well, United Artists likes the Lone script. The United Artists is actually the studio that first made uh, the first five Rocky films. And the, the studio no longer exists, but uh, they've made, they made, they made it happen. They like Stallone's script and views it at, viewed it as a possible vehicle for well-established stars such as Robert Redford, Ryan O'Neill, or Burt, Burt Reynolds, or even James Caan. Uh, to star in it as a uh, Rocky, but Stallone's agents insisted that Stallone portray the titular character, uh, and it got so bad they even had to issue an ultimatum. Uh, Stallone later said that he would never have forgiven himself had the film become a success with somebody else as in the lead, uh, with the role as Rocky. And uh, he knew that the producers Irwin Ir Ir Rinkler and Robert Chardoff contract with the studio enabled him to greenlight a project if the budget was kept low enough so they pretty much had a budget of a million dollars yes i know a million uh but um about a further thousand a hundred thousand were actually spent on the producer's fees and uh pretty much 4.2 million on advertising costs and stuff but in the end it still came through we made a total of 250 million dollars at the box office it was a huge hit back in the day and it still is to this day um stallone at the time was actually a struggling actor you know uh nobody back then knew who stallone was in the industry you know he he i mean yeah sure he had a few credits onto his resume you know he had i think it was a few background roles in other movies but this was his first big uh first big uh success you know I'm pretty sure one of the main reasons why no one really knew him or liked him probably was probably because uh his first credit is actually in a porno. I know it's disgusting, but you know he had to he needed the money and he was a struggling actor. So, hmm. uh, shooting for the movie began in January of 1976, and the filming took throughout Philadelphia, and a few scenes were actually shot in here in LA. Uh. Certain elements of the story were actually altered during filming, such as, uh, well, the original script had a darker tone. You know, Mickey was portrayed as a racist, and the script originally ended with Rocky throwing the fight after realizing he did not want to be part of the professional boxing world after all. Uh, these elements kind of suck, if you ask me. Uh, I don't think it would be it would have become what it is today. Uh, and I'm glad they switched it up. I mean, originally, I don't really like that people come in and switch up my work. But this, 
this needed to be done. This had to be done, and it was for the greater good. A uh, bit of a fun fact, actually. During the filming, both Stallone and Weathers actually suffered injuries during the shooting of the final fight. Stallone suffered bruised ribs, and, su- and uh, Weathers suffered a damaged nose. Uh, the opposite of injuries of what their characters actually had. It's a bit of a fun fact. And uh, Stallone actually gained a lot of injuries from shooting the series, a lot of injuries. Uh, and as the years went by, they actually got a little bit tougher. But we'll get into that once that uh, particular movie comes up. But um, anyways, uh, the first day between Rocky and Adrian, in which Rocky bribes a janitor to allow them to skate after closing hours in the deserted ice skating rink, was actually shot that way only because of budgetary pressures. The scene was originally scheduled to be shot in a skating rink during regular business hours. However, the producers decided that they could not afford to hire the hundreds of extras that would be needed for the scene. So instead, they're just like, hey, you know what, let's just make a little uh, improv, you know? And the poster above the ring before Rocky fights Apollo shows Rocky wearing red shorts with a white stripe when he actually wears white shorts with a red stripe. So they kind of screwed it up and it was, uh, he points it out and he is told that it doesn't really matter, does it? Now, according to the movie's director, this was an actual mistake made by the props department and they couldn't afford to rectify it. So uh, instead, uh, Stallone wrote the brief scene to ensure that the audience did not see it as a goof. Uh, conversely, Stallone has stated that he was indeed supposed to wear red shorts with a white stripe as Rocky, but changed opposite colors at the last moment. Uh, similarly, when Rocky's robe arrived far too baggy on the day of it was needed for uh, filming, uh, Stallone actually wrote in dialogue in which Rocky points it out. So basically, the film was improvised right then and there, and uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, and in the end, it still worked. Uh, Rocky actually grossed $5,488 on its opening day, which at the time was actually a record. Uh, It was actually a record back then. And nationally, it grossed $5 million during its first weekend. Uh, As the months went by, again, like I said, it grossed eventually $225 million, which was amazing. And uh, it was actually the highest-grossing film released in 1976 in the United States and Canada, and went on to be the second highest grossing film of 1977, right behind the uh, the Amazing Adventures, that is, Star Wars. But fuck that. Da-da-da-da. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Uh, anyways, uh, Rocky received positive reviews at the time of its release, and it actually still does to this day. Um, for even uh, even decades later, like I said, uh, the film enjoys a reputation as a classic and still receives nearly universal praise. Uh, Rocky actually has a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, it's got a rating of 8.44 out of 10 on a, um, I think it was, what was it, Metacritic? I don't know. It was one of those websites, but either way, it's got, that, it's got a high rating, but I give it the highest rating because... It was generally one that I enjoyed. And no, this won't be the only film that I give a 10 out of 10. There will be a lot more, but uh, yeah. Uh, A bit of a fun fact, actually. In 2006, Rocky was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And uh, genuinely, I believe that it's culturally and historically significant. Uh, Even better, the film actually won... I mean, they received 
10 Oscar nominations at the 49th Academy Awards, and they end up ended up winning three. Uh, one of them being Best Picture. Yeah, that's right. They won the, uh, the Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, they also got Best Director and Best Film Editing, which, again, at the time, the editing was experimental, and they actually made it work. And it's sort of like, basically like a pioneer for the film industry. And, uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, yes, there were sequels, a crap to them, and it still runs, and the series actually still runs today with the latest being Creed 2. Uh, it was released back in November of 2018. Um, a sequel was released titled Rocky 2, and it was released in 1979. Uh, a bit of a fun fact, actually. In July of 2019, Stallone said in an interview that there have been ongoing discussions about a prequel to the original film based on the life of a young Rocky Balboa. That's right. We could be getting a possible prequel to Rocky Balboa before the the original events of uh, Rocky that took place in uh, 1975. Um, now, there's a famous scene in the movie uh, where it's Rocky running up the Philadelphia Museum of Art steps, and that scene has just become a cultural icon with the steps Acquiring the title, The Rocky Steps. Uh, in 1982, a statue of Rocky was actually commissioned by Stallone for Rocky III, and it was placed on top of the Rocky Steps. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> and uh, differing opinions of the statue into its placement, it was actually relocated to the sidewalk outside the Spectrum area, although the statue was temporarily returned on top of the steps in 1990 for the shooting of uh, Rocky V, and again in 2006 for the 30th anniversary of the original Rocky. Uh, later that year, it was actually moved to its permanent spot down uh, right next to the steps. And uh, again, the scene is a cultural icon. Uh, genuinely, uh, gen it's genuinely one of my uh, big uh, goals to actually go in there uh, and actually visit the place, climb up those steps, and uh, you know, do do whatever everybody does. You know, and be like, "Woo, yeah, we can do it!" Da, 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 da. And uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid we've actually come to a close. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy uh, talking to you guys. Well, not directly, but like talking, you know, um, expressing what I, f expressing my love for the film industry, for the TV industry, and for the gaming industry. It's generally. Uh, generally a privilege to actually be able to do this and it's something that i really enjoy um not only that but i enjoy making people laugh i enjoy making people have a good time and uh yeah um that's all i got to say for you guys uh go ahead and feel free to give me your honest opinion feel free to give uh whatever sort of advice you guys have and uh a bit of a fun a bit of a <clears throat> little side note uh i've been told that i have dramatic pauses a lot throughout um throughout my podcast and i apologize for that um seeing as how it's a bit awkward and i not usually want to make us i'm not one to make a script because i mean i'm too lazy to type it out and all that stuff but uh for you guys anything uh i've actually been uh looking at a lot of uh late night shows to improve on my presenting skills um, I've been watching a lot of Jimmy Kimmel, a lot of Jimmy Fallon, a lot of Conan O'Brien, you know, all those big, all those, uh, uh, greats and, uh, uh, basically sort of like do my own thing, you know, uh, 
So whenever I have guests over, I'll just slam my table and laugh at everything everyone says, just like Jimmy Fallon and just like Jimmy Kimmel. At some point, I will have people me read mean tweets. Oh, yeah. And uh, just like Conan, I will do some weird skits. Uh, I actually got one planning out, and I think you guys might have seen them by now. But at some point, uh, yeah, at some point, I'll improve. And uh, again, like I said before, Keep giving me some input. Feel free to express your opinion. Um, not want to silence people. You know, everyone has the right to say what they feel. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, guess I'll catch you guys in the next one. Um, wait, uh, I forgot to say something. I don't know if I should or not. Uh, you know what? I think I'm just I'm just gonna add like a little scene from the movie. And, uh, yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, talk to you guys in the next one. See ya. Wow, what is it? I just want to check this thing out. You know, you said pick up two yards from Schneider and a grand from Capoli, right? No, 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 no. Two yards from Capoli oh, and a grand from Schneider. Two okay, yards. Write it down, two yards. Okay? Yeah, I got it. Got it. Who's this girl you're going out with tomorrow night? How'd you know? Ah, uh, you know. Don't you think I hear things? A lot of canaries flying around the docks. I'm going out with Paulie's sister. <laughs> hey, Ralph. What? Hey, she's retarded. She ain't retarded. She's shy, you know? I'll tell you what to do. Take her to the zoo. I hear retards like the zoo. Hey, this bum got to say that. All right, back it up, buddy. I'm calling back you up. a bum. Okay, relax, relax. Buddy's in a bad mood. It's his process. Well, he's always in a bed, but you know you ought to count your blessings, buddy. You're still a healthy person, you know that? I don't like your face. I don't like your Z's. Kiss my ass. I'm off your shoulders, oh, Come on, relax, 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 relax. My ears, what are you driving me crazy? Both ears. But he doesn't like you. Yeah. Now, some guys, they just hate for no reason. Gabby? Yeah. Come here. 50 bucks. You and your girl, Adrian, you have a nice time, yeah? Thanks. Hey, how'd you know her name? You don't think I hear things? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob. What? Remember what I told you. What'd you tell me? Take her to the zoo. What? Come on, Come on.